There have been so many changes to the EV credits laws, it's hard to keep up. We're going to help you figure it all out next on In Depth. Um, what are you doing now? We're about to start the show. Okay, hit the up button on your keyboard and let's see what happens. Okay. Ah! Oh, oh okay. Uh, that, what happened? I'm trying to make my own Neuralink. Ah, and you know what I'm going to say, right? I'm going to say you're going to electrocute yourself and you should take some courses on Brilliant, today's sponsor. How is Brilliant going to help me learn how Neuralink works? Ah, forgot already, I see. Probably the wire in your brain. Uh, Brilliant teaches over 60 different courses in really easy to understand ways. Over 10 million people have learned from Brilliant. Oh, I suppose I should take Brilliant's courses on computer science foundations, algorithm fundamentals, data structures, and intro to neural networks. That would be a great start. With Brilliant's interactive problems and hints, you're actually learning at your pace in a way that sticks in your brain instead of zapping your brain. Yeah, I love Brilliant storytelling. It does work for me. Or you could go back to hooking wires up to your brain and uh, see how that goes. Yeah, good point. I should save all the neurons I can. Mm. To support our channel and learn more about Brilliant, go to brilliant.org slash now you know and sign up for free. And also the first 200 people that go to that link will get 20% off the annual premium subscription. So the previous federal EV tax credit was complicated. What made it complicated for most people was that it was a tax credit. And that meant that you had to buy the EV for the full price and then file for the $7,500 tax credit sometimes months later when you did your taxes. On top of that, if you didn't make enough income to qualify for the full credit, well, then you wouldn't get the full $7,500. The new Inflation Reduction Act, or IRA, changed some of that. But it's important to note that this new EV incentive is still a tax credit. Again, that means that say you only earn enough annual income so that your tax bill is say $4,500, then you'll only get to take $4,500 of the EV tax credit. The good news with the IRA is that whatever your credit is, you can get that taken off the sticker price of the EV at the dealership. Or in the case of Tesla at the showroom, I guess. It may take a while, though, for automakers and dealers to implement this part. So I wouldn't be surprised if this wasn't actually implemented at dealerships until like late 23 or early 24. OK, so it's a tax credit. That's good to know. When is this credit available? The IRA says that the EV credit goes into effect for vehicles bought between January 1st of 2023 and December 31st of 2032. Great. So people have plenty of time. But it's important to note, though, with inflation being high and since the credit isn't indexed to inflation, $7,500 now is going to be worth more than $7,500 in nine years. OK, so in other words, you're getting more bang for your buck the sooner you use this incentive. Right. Now, didn't Tesla and GM and I think Toyota already lose the credit because they sold more than 200,000 EVs? Yes and no. So yes, Tesla, GM, and Toyota sold over 200,000 EVs. So under the old law, the credit ran out for them. But under the new law, the production cap has been removed. So Tesla, GM, and Toyota are all eligible again. Nice. But now there are new rules. Right. Now it matters where the EV is assembled and where the batteries come from. Right. In order to get the full $7,500 credit, the EV must be assembled in North America and the majority of the battery components need to come from North America, and a certain percentage of critical minerals must come from North America or countries with free trade agreements with the U.S. What are those countries? There are 20 countries that have free trade agreements. Here they are. 
Australia, Bahrain, Canada, Chile, Colombia, Costa Rica, Dominican Republic, El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras, Israel, Jordan, Korea, Mexico, Morocco, Nicaragua, Oman, Panama, Peru, and lastly, Singapore. <laughs> okay, so I didn't know that Australia was on the list. I mean, we get a lot of minerals from there. Yep. Now, can I go back to income again? Mm -hmm. I get that if I don't earn enough to get the full tax credit, then I won't be able to get the full $7,500. But what if I earn a lot of money? Well, there is now an upper income cap. So a Maggie limit of $150,000 a year for individual filers and $300,000 for joint filers. What's Maggie? Oh, sorry. That's the modified adjusted gross income. So think wages, dividends, capital gains, business income, et cetera. Then you subtract out educator expenses, student loan interest, contributions to retirement accounts, all that fun stuff. Uh, here's the uh, definition. Uh, okay. Okay, so this credit is targeted at middle-class buyers, it seems. Uh, what about price limits on the EVs themselves? Yeah, so uh, sedans have a price limit of $55,000 to be eligible. SUVs, vans, and pickup trucks have a price limit of $80,000. Okay, so to be clear, if I want to buy a Model S that has a price tag of $105,000... Nope, doesn't qualify for the EV tax credit. The price is too high. But the Model Y at $66,000 does qualify because it's an SUV. Correct. Okay, but then like a, a Model 3 starting at $46,990, mm -hmm. um, it gets the credit. Mm -hmm. But then if I add $15,000 for, say, full self-driving mm. and I bring the price up to $61,990. Nope, you're out of luck. So a dollar over no more credit. Yeah. So like if the car was $55,000, but then you added a color or a set of wheels that brought it over the price, you're out of luck. And right? that includes all options. Yeah. That's kind of sucky in a way. Okay. I get that. Um, but it also raises more questions. Okay. So what if the EV I want is assembled in North America, but the battery minerals don't come from one of those 20 countries? Okay. To make this easier, think of it this way. The credit is divided in half. So $3,750 for a piece of the credit, $3,750 for the other piece. So at least 40% of the battery minerals have to come from one of those 20 free trade countries to get the $3,750 part of the credit. And that percentage, by the way, is going up. The 40% requirement increases to 50% in 2024, 60% in 2025, 70% in 2026, and 80% in 2027. So it's getting harder and harder for manufacturers over the years. Okay, so that's the battery mineral part, and that's yep. worth $3,750. How about the other half of the credit? How do I get the other $3,750? To get the other half of the credit, at least 50% of the battery components have to come from the U.S. or one of those 20 countries. That percentage also goes up over time. 60% in 2024, 70% in 2026, 80% in 2027, 90% in 2028, and 100% in 2029. Okay, but I'm confused. What's a battery component? And how is, in the world is that different from a battery mineral? Okay, minerals, think cobalt, nickel, lithium, graphite, right? Okay. Think now for components, battery modules, chips, uh, BMSs, which are the battery management system components. So the not the minerals, but the electronic stuff, right? Okay, so wait, wait, wait. So we could be taking battery minerals from countries that aren't in that list of 20, mm -hmm. bringing them to North America and assembling the battery in North America, and so the cells themselves and the modules and all of the chips and stuff that go into the battery pack 
Right. Those are the battery components. And the thing is, the government has until the end of this year to develop guidance on the battery requirements. So we don't know the specifics, but we know the general idea. Can I buy two EVs and get two $7,500 tax credits? Uh, yes, you can if you earn enough to offset both credits, but are still under the income limit. Um, another asterisk, by the way, for the IRA, beginning in 2025, if any EV has battery minerals or components from a foreign entity of concern, it will be excluded from the tax credit. Now, at the moment, that list contains countries you would probably think, Russia, Iran, and North Korea, but it also contains China. Wait, wait, China? I mean, they make almost every part of every car comes from China. Yeah, this part of the law is a big deal. I'm sure it's causing all kinds of supply changes as we speak, because two years isn't a long time to make changes to suppliers, especially parts that may be hard to find in other places. And I think a lot of people have not really understood this part of the law. Okay, so, okay, so like, is there like a flow chart to see if I am or the EV I want to purchase will even get me the credit? Yeah, so I made this five-step questionnaire to ask yourself. I tried to make it as simple as I can, but remember that the federal government came up with this, so it's not that simple. Okay, is your adjusted gross income at or below the $150,000 single limit, $225,000 head of household limit, or the $300,000 joint household threshold? If the answer is no, then stop. You aren't getting anything. Okay. If yes, then proceed to the next question. Okay. Question number two, is the MSRP of the EV at or below the following threshold? $55,000 for sedans, $80,000 for SUVs, vans, and trucks. If no, then stop. You don't get the credit. If yes, then proceed to the next question. Number three, was the vehicle assembled in North America? If no, then stop. If yes, then proceed to the next question. Question number four, does the EV meet the percentage requirements for battery components produced or manufactured in North America? Follow this chart. In 2023, is it greater or equal to 50%? 2024, 60% and so forth. If yes, you got at least half the credit and you can proceed to the critical minerals chart. Um, uh, yes, you in the back. Uh, what if it does meet the battery components but it doesn't meet manufactured in North America. Do I still get half the credit? It has to be manufactured in North America. Oh, or, car. or no credit. Or no credit. Okay. So this one determines whether or not you get half the credit. Right. So if you answered yes to this, you'll get at least half the credit, 37.50. If no, then look at the critical minerals chart. Here it is. Does the EV meet the minimum percentage requirements for critical minerals extracted, processed, and or recycled in North America or one of the 20 free trade countries? You follow this chart. 2023 greater than or equal to 40%, 2024 greater than or equal to 50% and so forth. If the answer is yes, then you at least got half the credit. And if the answer is no, then you got no credit. Okay. So this is a bit complicated, but it still is. Yeah. I now understand that the two equal pieces of the credit hinge not only on my financial situation, but also the critical minerals and battery components. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But let's get to the question. I think a lot of people are asking right now, what can I buy? Because I don't think that most people walk into a dealership and the dealer comes over and it goes, hey, you're going to love looking at this car. You're going to love the, the critical materials that this car came from just down the road. Like that's not usually mentioned. So how do we know which car gets the credit for the minerals and the battery components? Well, so here's a chart using data from the Department of Energy to help us determine where these models are built. This is a list of the EVs that as of January 1st of 2023 should qualify for the full tax credit. Now, there's a caveat here. This is as good as information as we know at the moment. These 12 vehicles would get you the full $7,500 tax credit. Okay. The Cadillac Lyric, the Chevy Bolt EV, and the Bolt EUV. 
the Ford F-150 Lightning, the Pro, XLT, and Lariat trims. The Platinum is too expensive. Ford Mustang Mach-E, the Ford E-Transit van, the Nissan Leaf, the Rivian EDV 700, which you probably can't buy because it's a delivery van, but you can get the credit. The Rivian R1T, the dual motor adventure only. The R1S, the dual motor adventure only. The Tesla Model 3 and the Tesla Model Y. Those are the 12 vehicles that as of now can get the full $7,500 tax credit. Now, there's also 10 plug-in hybrid models that qualify for the full $7,500 tax incentive, but they're hybrids and you know how we feel about hybrids on the show. So here's the list, but we're only going to show up for three seconds. Okay, so since this law is changing on January 1st, what EV models are losing the tax credit? A lot. Okay. Uh, and this is where a lot of people don't get this. A lot of manufacturers are kind of screwed because they thought, hey, we haven't made that many EVs, so we'll be getting the tax credit for a while. And they just missed out. Let's go through the list. Audi lost all five of their models. BMW lost all four of their models. BYD lost their only model. Electric Last Mile Solutions lost their only model. Fiat lost their only model. Ford lost the Focus EV. GM wasn't eligible, so they gained from this law, actually. Genesis lost their only model. Hyundai lost all three of their models. Jaguar lost both of their models. Candy lost all four of their models. Kia lost all three of their models. Lucid lost both of their models. Mazda lost their only model. Mercedes-Benz lost all four of their models. Mini lost its only model. Mitsubishi lost its only model. Nissan kept the Leaf. Polestar lost both their models. Porsche lost its only model. Rivian lost the upper trim levels of two of their models. Smart USA lost both its models. Subaru lost its only model. Tesla wasn't currently eligible, so Tesla won big time. Toyota lost their only model. VW lost both their models. And Volvo lost both of its models. Wow. Okay. So let so this what? this IRA decimated a lot of of models. And that's a lot because of manufacturers. They either were too expensive or they were made outside of North America. Yep. Or their battery components were made outside of the country. Whoo. Yeah, it changed the game. It was a uh, it was an earthquake for a lot of companies. Wow. Okay. So let's go back to the list of EVs that qualify under the IRA because a whole bunch of EVs just lost getting an incentive. Wow, so it's just those 12 models. Yeah, now the good news for US consumers is that the list is gonna grow. As more and more automakers relocate factories to North America or change up where they get their critical minerals, more models should qualify for EV tax credits. That was also the point of the law and probably why Senator Manchin went along with it. It will shift manufacturing to the U.S., and since this law passed, we have already reported on many companies that are announcing new factories here in North America and all those jobs that come with it. So what about used EVs? Isn't there credit now for them? Yes. Um, so now starting on January 1st of 2023, qualifying used EVs priced below $25,000 can qualify for up to $4,000 in federal tax credits. There are some notes here, though. Um, so first of all, the big thing is it's a 30% tax credit off the value of the used EV up to 4,000. So don't just think I get $4,000 off anything. It's 30% of the value. Okay. So if the used EV was $10,000, you can get a $3,000 credit. But if it was a $20,000, then I can only get $4,000. And even if it was $21,000, I would only get $4,000. And if it was $26,000, you can't get it. I get nothing. Okay. The used vehicle qualifies for the tax credit only once in its lifetime. Okay. So you can't buy a used leaf, let's say, get the credit and then sell it again and get another credit. Okay. But I mean, like when I bought my Model 3, I got the EV tax That's credit. That's okay. 
because that was a different credit. That was a new tax credit. This is the used tax credit. You can only get the used one once. Okay, but wait. I bought my Nissan Leaf used, Without, but I didn't get a credit for so it. So now you can. When you sell it, not you won't get this credit, but the next person buying it will, which in fact means that you can sell it for more money. Mm, yeah. Nice. Okay. But I do want to point out, it's only good for dealers who sell these vehicles. So um, you can't sell it and have the person get the credit. They have to buy it from a dealer. And I think the reason for that is they don't really trust individuals to do sales. They want it to come from a dealer. I, I'm guessing that's why. Other thing to keep in mind is if you just bought, let's say, a Tesla Model 3 this year and you six months later wanted to sell it, I don't know why you'd sell it for under 25000 but if you did, um, it doesn't qualify yet. It has to be two model years old or older. Okay. There is a gross income cap for the person buying it, $75,000 for individuals, $112,500 for head of household, and $150,000 for joint returns. So pretty low, actually. Pretty low, yeah. And a purchaser may only claim one used vehicle credit every three years. So you can't buy like a used vehicle this year, a used vehicle next year. Like You can only do it once every three years and get the credit. Okay. What about critical minerals and stuff like that? That's the good part. Uh, this It doesn't matter where your vehicle is made or what minerals are in it. So wait, if I bought a brand new BMW EV and I wait two years, I can sell it for the credit. Except I can't sell it. It would have to be a dealer. A selling. dealer and also it would have to be under 25000 Bruh. It's good for a lot of people looking for used EVs. It, it definitely, definitely, I, I guess, but they have to buy it from a dealer and the dealer's just going to mark it up. So it's good for dealers. It's good for dealers. Great. Now, it's important to be clear here. This is all subject to change. Many of the provisions of the lengthy IRA have not even been written into regulations yet. Wait, it's a law. How can it not be written yet? Well, because when Congress writes laws, they assign responsibility of the details to different departments. So in this case, the Department of Energy and the Treasury Department, they have a lot of work to do coming up with all the nitty gritty details. You know, Congress just kind of did the broad strokes. Also, didn't I hear about this Affordable Electric Vehicles for America Act? Oh, you mean AVA? The A-E-V-A-A. -A. Yeah. So that's a bill in Congress right now. It's not a law yet. It may never become a law. It's basically a, a bill that's trying to buy time for a lot of these companies that haven't built out their factories in North America yet. So basically it would delay the battery sourcing and manufacturing pieces of the IRA. I wonder who's been lobbying for this. <laughs> Yeah, so it would let most EVs that are under the price limit but kept off the list due to being made outside of North America back onto the list. For some period of time. Probably to catch up, you know, to give them a few more years. But that's only if that bill Only passes. if it passes, right. This seems really hard as a consumer to try and understand. I mean, an ever-changing landscape of laws and bills and regulations and which EVs are made where and with what materials. And yeah, it's hard. I mean, there, there's about to be a major change in the incentive rules, right? And 12 models of EV to start with look very attractive. Um, this, by the way, is why so many people have been waiting to pull the trigger on buying a new Tesla. And we hope that you found this somewhat useful. I know that this is so wild. Um, but we do have a, a few little resources that you can use. Yeah, you can go to the Department of Energy website. The link is down below in our show notes, and that'll give you a list of EVs that are manufactured in North America. So that helps you to understand that piece of it. But this unfortunately doesn't include the battery minerals part. So for that, you're going to have to do some more Googling, probably call up some dealers and read some articles depending on the model you want. Let us know in the comments your thoughts and if you found any helpful websites. Um, we probably will do an update in the future if this video gets at least, uh, I would say, 
say 10,000 likes. Yeah. Let's let's call it 7,500 likes for the $7,500 tax credit. Um, nice. If we can get that, then I really- If we wouldn't... only get half the likes, we'll only give you half of the episode. <laughs> it How's also that? depends on your Maggie. Um, so, you know, make sure that when you file- And where you're from. <laughs> um, thank you so much for watching. Uh, I hope that we'll have more helpful information uh, this coming year as some of this- some of the details of this get ironed out and maybe some bills passed that make it even easier for you to buy an EV. I'm so excited for a lot of you who are going to be buying your first EV for the first time. It's going to be really awesome. I'm excited to hear about them as we go forward. Yeah, and don't forget to join us on Tesla Time News every week. The show isn't just about Teslas. It's about everything to do with EVs and sustainability, and we keep you up on all the latest things that are going on. So we'll see you every Tuesday over there on Tesla Time News. Thank you so much for watching. Now, now you know. know.